Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, September 20th. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. You see a new face on there. That is the face of Adam Finkelstein, Director of Basketball Scouting for 24-7 Sports, and a sign, at least to me, that we were getting serious about covering basketball recruiting. This was a major coup for us to get Adam to come over from the mothership as it was and ESPN and has furthered our recruiting on the basketball side in a major way. We're also going to have an update here in about 15 minutes from Steve Wolfong, director of recruiting football side. So this was, I mean, we had to go really deep into the salary cap to get this show pulled off, but we'll have an update on Keon Keeley. I know everyone's geeked about Notre Dame commitment and his visit coming up for the Wisconsin game, but we are going to get started on the basketball front with Adam, Adam, Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's get started this way. And as I mentioned, you were a big hitter at ESPN. Um, not many guys get to be on TV. We know this because we used to be affiliated with ESPN and high school can further. Why you made the move. I think a lot of people assume ESPN's a last stop. You come over here to be the boss. Tell us why. Well, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with with the people I have an opportunity to work with. And I think that when uh, the affiliation with with CBS uh, was was significant to me, the and just the the commitment, um, the commitment to covering recruiting in more depth than any other platform um, in the country uh, does. And then to, to be able to play a big role in that. I mean, that that was basically it for me. And then then the other part was to be able to follow these these players up through the draft. So, you know, at, at ESPN, it, it was very like, hey, you know, we've got the high school guys, we've got the draft right. guys and there's not a whole lot of overlap. And and I think just organically, um, you know, it, when you've watched these kids since they were 15 years old, by the time they get to the NBA draft, uh, you've got a pretty good understanding of who they are and the trajectory they could be on. So it's kind of a, a natural thing to be able to follow them through that point. And, to be honest with you, that was where uh, I, I actually have more experience at that level. I did two years of scouting for Marty Blake, who was the director of scouting for the NBA, and I did 
uh, three years as a college coach, one at the division one level. So um, it was, it was something that, that my background kind of um, spoke to a little bit. I've always wanted to do it. So I, I think those were the reasons CBS, the biggest platform on, on the, uh, out there in terms of recruiting and the opportunity to follow these guys up through the draft while doing it with, with great people was the, uh, that, that was this, that was the pitch to me. And it didn't take me very long to say, where do I sign? Yeah. I think Adam raises a great point there. Um, back in the day, we were aff- affiliated with ESPN and just the way it is uh, recruiting is always going to be on the eighth burner there. And this is, it's what we do here. Um, and I think you brought up a great point and I love the idea of the guys following through the draft just because, I think the ESPN model is built on guys going to college for three years. That's just not the way it is anymore. Um, There's discussion of what you're talking about when these kids are 13, between 10 and 13 years old now. So you're the guy for that. Speaking of which, let's start with the three, one fastball down the middle and get as many people as possible around the world to listen to this podcast. You can call us clickbaity if you want, but, once you showed up in the stand, uh, in the in the fan, in the, ah, in the crowd. Okay. Yep. Let's go, Bronny James. Um, okay. His dad. I was there when they built the new uh, locker rooms. What was this somewhere in the last eight years or so? And the middle locker was LeBron James. I think that was, you know, post foreshadowing. They couldn't get him to get a year of eligibility there, but they've come around to Bronny just kind of put everything in context. Um, how realistic is it? What you think is going to happen? I fully realize you get asked this on every podcast, but given the fact that there's been some real Ohio state chatter, I think it's. Yeah. I think that it's, um, you know, so much of the, the, it's been speculate. Everything prior to that Ohio State visit has been speculation about Bronny's recruitment to the point where LeBron himself had to go on social media and, and basically clap back at everybody and say, hey, no one really knows what they're they're talking about here. And, um, you know, and I, I read all this stuff because, you listen, um, my job is to figure out who the best prospects are. But you also have to acknowledge who gets the most attention and nobody gets more views than Bronny James right now. And so I followed that that I use the word news loosely. I'll say I followed those headlines. Um, and just for me, it was, it was all speculation because I knew for a fact that some of those schools that were initially being tossed out, frankly, um, I don't want to say they weren't, um, they weren't interested, but there was no dialogue. They were not recruiting them. And, um, and so, you know, right off the bat, it was very clear that some of the, the, the headlines were nothing more than speculation. Um, that all changed when they showed up to Ohio State. And that was that was uh, the first thing. And to put it in perspective, Bronny James is someone who has never spoken about his recruitment on the record ever. I mean, there's not an interview with him. His dad's never talked about recruiting. So that tweet from LeBron, followed by that visit to Ohio State, that's essentially the only statements the family has ever made about his recruiting. And I thought it was telling, not just that, that it was at Ohio State, but it, that it was done in such a public way, going to the football game, LeBron tweeting about it. Um, you know, Bronny's mom is there as well. So it's a whole family. They're all in the picture. So I think, you know, just, just based on what you're seeing from the family relative to any other school, it appears to be a very real uh, option. But I do think that this is a process that, that will continue to play out. Um, and, and let me be clear, I have no inside information. I, I don't, um, don't want to add to the growing amount of speculation. 
But um, what I can say is that I do know that there are other schools that have uh, some sort of relationship with the family in some way, shape or form who are interested in pursuing him. And so um, we can see how that goes throughout the course of the season. I, I would not be surprised if, if Oregon gets involved. I would not be surprised if Michigan gets involved. I would not be surprised if Memphis gets involved. I think all of those schools would very much um, like to like to have a shot at making their pitch and understand what it would entail, not just in terms of who Bronny James is as a basketball player, but in terms of, you know, all of the scrutiny that would go along with with having him on your team. Of course, that, that scrutiny would probably uh, be heaviest of all at a place like Ohio State because of, you know, the, the local roots, of course. So, um, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. But but as of now, Ohio State is the only school that the James family has public publicly acknowledged uh, in the recruiting process. Yeah, and each of those schools you mentioned have a specific hook that you could easily pick out. The Penny Hardaway hook at Memphis. I believe Jawan Howard was probably on the Heat's staff he was. with LeBron James. Okay, so you have that. And then, of course, you know, um, the other uh, – the Nike hook with Oregon. My prediction was Bronny was going to be the first kid with his own signature shoe as a college player, given the NIL rules. Um, I hope that doesn't happen because I can just see my – 16-year-old coming to me for the new set of Bronnies for 225, but we'll pass on that. Uh, I was actually impressed with Le- uh, Bronny as a player this summer, more than I expected to be. He was a tad raw, in my opinion. I think he's actually underrated as an athlete. He kind of reminds me of Gary Payton Jr. I don't know if that's a good hmm. comparison, hmm. but he's he's very strong and athletic for being six inches to seven inches shorter than his dad. Yeah. What do you think of the prospect? You know, I think we're seeing the, the continued evolution of him as a prospect uh, for the, you know, for all the the accolades and the attention he got early in his career. I think one of the biggest compliments anybody could give him and, you know, the people around him, the supporting, you know, the, the parents is that he played the right way. I mean, this is not a, a, a young man who came out hunting stats or Mm-mm. or taking bad shots or, or searching for highlights. I mean, he he was legitimately able to impact winning because. He moved the ball. He passed it very well. He made open shots and he was he was a a plus defender. So all those things impact winning, quite obviously. Um, What he wasn't, quite frankly, was was much of an alpha. And I know that sounds like very counterintuitive, but, um, you know, LeBron James Jr. was not the guy who you put the ball in his hands and say, go make a play. Now, uh, we saw that start to shift in the recent EYBL season and specifically at the at the Peach Jam. Um, and they were in what's called the PIT, which basically means they didn't qualify for the the, the Peach Jam uh, field, the championship field. So it's basically like the consolation division. But it was definitely the most aggressive we'd seen him. And to your point, I thought his athleticism in the open floor, both his ability to get downhill and then uh, and then his 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 vertical athleticism, not exactly. just as a leaper, but but like the body control in midair. Um, I thought that really stood out. And as, as I said, you know, he we know he can shoot. We know he can pass. He's got good basketball instincts. He can defend. That's going to give him a lot of potential to play pick and roll, which is, you know, uh, such a big part of, of not just the college game, but the NBA game after that. So he has not been um, one of the most productive players in this 2023 national class, but he has a game that translates really well, in my opinion, to subsequent levels. So it's, it, and he continues to get better. Um, so it's, it's going to be, 
Uh, interesting to keep watching. He's been climbing the rankings. I would expect if he continues to trend the way that, that he has in recent months, he will continue that climb. Uh, but you also alluded to something else there. He just doesn't have his dad's size, unfortunately. We were always waiting to see if there was going to be a growth spurt. And at this point, it doesn't look very likely. So, uh, you know, I think they list him at 6'3". Um, you know, that may be generous. Um, but, uh, you know, that's – that's. Uh, but he, he's – listen, he's a very good player. He, he's got a game that impacts winning, and he keeps getting better, and he plays the right way, which given the amount of eyeballs that's on him is, is a real testament uh, to, to his approach to the game. I just want to echo those, those sentiments as someone who's involved with AA basketball for a long, long time. I give LeBron and his family a ton of credit because anybody could have forced their kid into a leadership role and did not deserve. It was him. There were times you tuned in to see Sierra Canyon and you'd check your program and be like, why isn't Bronny in the game? I mean, he was, mm-hmm. and they sent him to a school knowing that it wasn't like the, the, the James clan is not knowing. So I, I give them a ton of credit. And I do think like, you know, had he been six, seven, maybe this would be different. Um, maybe they've waited, but I think you make some great points. I think he's also, from what I've heard of people who know him. So he's friends. Gabe cups lives within 10 minutes of where I'm sitting. And so he's been around and, and very solid approach to the AAU, as opposed to, as you know, there's some seemly stories out there and the James clan has, has stayed away from that. Let's talk. Let's bring this up to current events. Taysan Chapman, the apple of Ohio State's eye right now, will be committing tonight at 8.30. He's from Minnesota, so I don't know if that's central time or not. I will have that hooked up by the time we are ready to roll here. Can you bring us the latest on that? And should Ohio State fans be an alarm for that or sleeping through it to avoid depression? I, I think they should tune in. You know, I don't have any inside information, but I think they should tune in. If for no other reason than I think that uh, Taysen is one of the, in my opinion, the best guards in the country. You know, I, I said this on Twitter the other day. Um, you know, we have him ranked, I think, higher by a pretty notable margin than, than any other out, uh, outlets in the country. And the more film I go back and watch, the more convinced I am that, that we have him too low. Um, so I, I'm just very, very high on him. Um, I, I think he, he would be an absolutely perfect fit for Ohio state. If he were to make this decision in their favor tonight, I think he'd be a perfect fit for Chris Holtman. Um, and I think that, uh, this is, this is a potentially very big deal, uh, for Ohio state fans tonight, because as I said, he's a guy who, in my opinion, is a McDonald's all American candidate. Um, it would not shock me. Uh, if if NBA scouts are very intrigued by him sooner rather than later in his college career, regardless of where that may be, because he's got the size, he's got the poise, he's got the the natural kind of instincts and feel for the game. Um, he's got a versatile enough floor game in terms of the way in which he can he can impact the game and the things he can do with the basketball. So, as I said, I, I'm very high on him. I, I've got a little bit of buyer's remorse that we didn't that we didn't put him even higher in, in our, our rankings. But I think that, you know, similar to what I said about Bronny, if he continues to trend in the direction uh, that I expect he will, that, that he'd very likely continue to to climb those rankings. Yeah, Ohio State, the last time they've gotten guys like this, D'Angelo Russell or Malachi Branham, it's been a one and deal. So we know that drill. All right, let's finish with this, Adam. Just give the people a general sense of where you think Ohio State is as a program and kind of maybe your general expectations for the year ahead. Obviously, we'll check back with you more and more during 
tease and then when we get closer to that, but just give the people an idea of where you think Ohio State stands at this point kind of overall. I think within the college basketball community, um, Ohio State is one of the most respected programs out there. Uh, you know, Holtman and his staff are viewed as tremendous evaluators, uh, tremendous developers of talent. They're viewed as, as very, very smart in terms of their, their systems and their ability to execute. Um, so I think that they have, um, and, and the other thing I should say, they're also viewed as, as, as ethical operators. You know, I mean, everybody Important. knows you. Yeah, everybody knows you're not going. And, and and sometimes this frustrates some fan bases. They're like, why didn't we get this recruit? Especially uh, before NIL. And, and everybody's like, why didn't we get this recruit? And it was like, well, because there were certain lines they weren't going to cross. And, and everybody knows um, kind of, uh, you know, what to expect from, from Chris Holtman and his staff. But um, honestly, I, I have only positive things to say. And, and uh, because I, I think that Ohio State fans should be um, very pleased with the product that that comes out on the floor, but also the way in which the school is represented, um, you know, throughout the course of the season. So it's it's uh, they are they are very well respected throughout the industry. Much like yourself, and we cannot be <laughs> more you. thrilled that you have joined the crew. We appreciate Adam stopping by. We're going to try and have Adam on as much as we possibly can. Like I said. We dipped, into the, we dipped into the salary cap big time to pull him from the mothership. Adam, I really appreciate you joining us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. All right. Man. Now you know what's up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We don't mess around here at 24-7 Sports and Bucknuts. We go from Adam Finkelstein to Steve Wiltfong further into the salary cap. Steve, how goes it, brother? Hey, good morning, Daniel. You doing all right? I'm doing very well. You are the man of the hour. I love it when stuff comes out on a Sunday or Monday for a Tuesday recruiting pod. And you got the scoop. Keon Keeley out of Tampa visited for the Notre Dame game. A one-time Notre Dame commitment. He's the number one defensive end in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, I believe. He is headed back to Ohio State this weekend. Just give us the latest, try and put it all in context and share the good news. Well, this is a story that was brewing uh, throughout the day. Bill Kurlick actually posted on Bucknuts earlier in the day that he thought Keon Keeley could be back for the Wisconsin game. He is indeed expected for a second visit of the month. Had a terrific official visit. I think that for Keon Keeley, he really feels like he fits in with the guys in the Ohio State locker room. 
and the commits in the class. He's formed a relationship with guys like Luke Montgomery. And then certainly, you know, talking to his mom after the first visit, just getting that time with Larry Johnson and, and, and his track record of developing the caliber of prospects he has uh, is exciting. And, and Ohio State checks a lot of boxes for Keon and coming back up to take another look. Uh, and, and get another experience at Ohio State as as maybe he's in the stretch run of his recruitment as a future official visit with Alabama, a place that he's been several times as, as well. And, you know, talking to people that spent time with Keon uh, on his Ohio State visit, you know, they thought that it, this was an Alabama-Ohio State deal. You know, obviously, Florida's the third team in the mix, and he visited Florida after Ohio State. But I think that uh, Florida was, uh, you know, Going into the Ohio State visit, we said, you know, talking to some people around Ohio State, they thought that they had to make a move with Keon. Um, I think that Florida had to also make a move with Keon. And uh, um, Ohio State made it. Ohio, yeah, sounds like sounds like Ohio State has. Uh, uh, sorry, my phone's blowing up over here. Sounds like Ohio State has made, you know, definitely made Keon feel. Uh, excited about a potential future in Columbus and he's going to get back up there and, 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 and see more of the Buckeyes and, and continue to build those relationships with the people that are part of the program in school. Yeah. We have standard here 24 seven. Once you go on the air, everyone starts to blow up your phone to make it seem like you're the insider, but Steve's legit. Yeah. I got the Bill. Keeps coming to say, Thank, thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh when he left, when Keeley left, like you said, the talk was he was going to take the Alabama visit next. And everyone around here knows when it comes to defensive players, that's like the Grim Reaper looming over the situation. So I did find it interesting that he scheduled another visit back to Ohio State before that. Should we make a big deal out of that? Or do you think this is just he wanted to get up to another game? Because it is. I didn't. When he was here for the Notre Dame game, This, if you would have told me he was coming back from Wisconsin, it would have surprised me. I think that Ohio State and the way that they recruit kids, they're in constant communication with their top targets from various angles. And, you know, um, getting them back for the Wisconsin game, what will be a great environment, what should be a, a, a big win. Um, you know, I think it's another great opportunity for Ohio State to, to uh, uh, make a move here. Tell people a little – I think there's some – there was some general vibe before this that Mateo Ui Ungale and Damone or Damon Wilson would be the two defensive ends. Ohio State's focus on was more, you know, intent. Now you've got Keeley in the mix. Obviously you'd take all three at any time. Can you kind of compare the three and give us an idea why Keeley's ranked number one? Well, there was a time where um, Ohio State was in the best position for Mateo. Maybe that's still true. I, I think that they're in a, in a great spot for him near the top of his list. But the, it's really come on with the other two guys. You know, I, I think that coming out of the Ohio State visit, there was some belief that the Buckeyes were in pole position for Damon Wilson. And then Keon Keeley here uh, um, was committed to Notre Dame for so long. But I know that Ohio State was a program that was in touch with him for a long time and he was excited about it. Now he can finally really explore those options since he's reopened the recruiting process. But Keon, he's just, I mean, he's six foot six, 242 pounds. You see the pictures of him standing next to LeBron James. Or Chase. Oh, yeah, or Chase Young. I mean, he's already an imposing young man. And, and uh, um, he's such a disruptive player. You know, uh, 16 and a half sacks as a junior, 
and and uh, he's just <clears throat> excuse me just terrorizes quarterbacks off the edge and then the other thing that just makes Keon so unique and I wrote about it a, a little bit yesterday is um just you know how uh, his background how fluent he is you know yeah. I mean, he can fit in anywhere I mean this is a young man that Stanford would salvate over you know and and uh he's an Ivy League he's an Ivy League type guy you know he's He's got some Michael Strahan type personality to him a little bit, you know, where I mean, Michael Strahan is a, a Strahan is a massive alpha. When you put him in that football locker room, he was the unquestioned leader of any football team he was on. But then you can also put him on Good Morning America sure. and he can charm all our wives and, and uh, uh, that that crowd as well. You know, Keon Keeley's that versatile of a person, you know, with with his traits. And I don't know if he's I don't know him as well as the what you see of Michael Strahan and how extremely outgoing he is. But anyone that interacts with Keon Keeley just talks about what a great young man he is and how he can fit in anywhere. And 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 so he's just a just an exciting prospect and, and, and a player that any program would like to have in their program for the intangibles he brings. Damon Wilson, he's obviously a freak athletically. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about the explosiveness in the weight room and the power that he brings to the field. He's got as much upside as anyone in the class, in my opinion, too. Yeah, if they were somehow able to get Keon Keeley and Damon Wilson. Keeley, I read your story yesterday. The fact that he's been to Europe about 10 times and a Florida kid who had already committed to Notre Dame I do think Ohio State has a better chance at a guy like this than your traditional Southern recruit who uh, may be just more prone to the SEC. Keon Keeley, like you said, is uh, – I'm not going to – you don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but this is what a future professional football player looks like, kind of the well-rounded jack-of-all-trades. So give us an idea of what you got coming up this weekend here. Um, will you be on the road or they got you camped out talking to recruits these days? So I'll be covering some of the big recruiting weekends in college football. Obviously, that's first and foremost. You know, be chasing around the Wilt Fong boys as they play their sports in our community as well. And uh, you still wearing those Colts jerseys? Good. Yeah, uh, we we are half season ticket holders, uh, and we have the we you have, get a rebate. We have the Colts Chiefs on on uh, Sunday. So. Oof. The, the Chiefs are in town playing at an extremely high level, and the Colts are, are doing the opposite right now. But be a good family time. Make some memories there, Daniel. Um, speaking of Indianapolis sports, uh, scouting uh, Pacers uh, uh, season opening tickets the other day to take the family, and they got the Wizards in town for that one. I don't know. You're a Wizards fan. I don't know you do know that. The, the short I don't like to be public it. about that. But for if that, I have any Wizards yeah. behind me? No, this is my all-star wall here. Roger, Cal, Scotty, and Urban. Those no, are my dudes. No Michael Jordan in a Wizards uni? No, but my children wore that, and I was there for most. I was a season ticket holder during that. It's an underrated time. If you kids want to go on YouTube and learn something about Michael Jordan, he was fantastic as a wizard. People don't know that. Speaking of fantastic, we appreciate Steve stopping by to have the director of football recruiting follow, uh, following Adam Finkelstein, the director of basketball recruiting shows. This is just the powerhouse powerhouse podcast and all podcasts. So we appreciate Steve stopping by. He'll be back here on Tuesday. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care. Y'all see you on the front row.
love sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.